0: Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news, and discussion. Broadcasting from
1: Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Welcome to a abbreviated episode of Private Club Radio today, episode number 96. I'm actually on my way back from Cozumel, Mexico, and I'm recording this episode in advance before I go on the trip, actually going to be speaking on a marketing cruise. It'll be my first time speaking on a ship out in the ocean. That'll be kind of different. Looking forward to that one. I'm covering two topics on the cruise. One is artificial intelligence and how you can use it for your search engine optimization and how that's going to change the face of SEO in the next couple of years. So we're getting on ahead of something. And... I'll also be speaking about marketing to millennials, which is a topic that many of you have heard me give on webinars or at CMAA, regional meetings, and what have you. So it's going to be a fun time out there with some really cool people from the Tampa Bay Business Owners Group, a group that I belong to here locally in Tampa. And I love that group because a lot of the ideas and the cutting-edge technologies and things that are happening, I learned from that group, the Tampa Bay Business Owners. So I recommend that you join a business group, a networking group, a chamber of commerce in your city or town, because it's great to just get some outside perspectives from other business owners in different industries, and you can bring them back into your club and be a more effective manager, membership director, board member, or whatever it is that you do. All right. Well, I've got a couple of announcements, some industry news that has come across my desk that I wanted to share about with you. It was actually kind of fitting because both the Club Managers Association of America and the Club Managers Association of Europe have put out some job news, I guess you'd call it, or some job resources for those job seekers that listen to the show. So I wanted to share those with you. If you have not seen that stuff, come across your email or your social media account this week. The first bit of news is coming from Alexandria, Virginia, the Club Managers Association of America, and they have just launched a new Club Careers resource. Now, this resource is a new job board that is for entry-level opportunities in the club industry. It lists entry-level hourly wage jobs by state, and it makes it very easy to navigate. The jobs include full-time, part-time, seasonal, and holiday positions. So if your club is looking to staff up here before the holidays, head on over there. It's cmaa.org slash club careers. Very cool. Now from our friends over in Europe the CMAE, have posted a few jobs that came across my email. A couple interesting positions here. First one is the general manager of Royal Ashdown Forest Golf Club. They're looking for a new GM there in East Sussex, England. There is another position in East Lothian, Scotland. I probably butchered that name, but it's also for a general manager. That is North Berwick Golf Club. And last but not least is actually here in my home state of Florida in the United States. They are Pine Creek Sporting Club, and they're looking for a general manager at that club as well. So there's a few job opportunities out there. Recommend you take a look at both the CMAA job board as well as the job board on the CMAE website if you're over in Europe. Really easy to find that one, CMA. Europe.org and click on jobs in the menu. So if you're a general manager looking to find a new home, or if you're looking to get some staff to work in your club, those are the places to go. All right. Well, it has been a while since I brought you this segment. We have not heard from concert golf partners in a while. They are, of course, one of our founding sponsors of the show, Peter Nanula. And his team over there do a great job. And they've actually just been so busy that they haven't had a chance to come on the show. They're they're working with new clubs all over the country. So they're doing something right over there at Concert Golf. And this is the segment that we like to do once a month called Board Chats. Enjoy. And now it's time for Board Chats, presented by Concert
0: Golf Partners. A behind-the-scenes look inside real boardrooms with
1: special guest Peter Nanula Welcome to another edition of Board Chats presented by Concert Golf Partners we speak with actual board members of equity member owned clubs they talk to us about real world experiences in the club boardroom dealing with board strategy and management issues this is your behind the scenes look into the boardroom brought to you by Concert Golf Partners who bring capital and operating expertise to preserve and enhance private clubs for the long term. Today we'll be bringing you the story of Indian Spring Country Club in Palm Beach County, Florida. And I'm joined as always by Peter Nanula, President and CEO of Concert Golf. Peter, it's been a while since we've had you on. You must be pretty busy. What's happening over at Concert Golf these days?
2: Yeah, good to speak with you, Gabe. It has been a little while. Um, Busy on our front. Boy, 17 clubs now. I wow. guess some themes, some themes are emerging. I spent a lot of time in these boardrooms, and um, you know, one of them is always debt. Uh, a lot of these member-owned clubs are dealing with debt uh, that's kind of crowding out their ability to fund their new projects, right? So debt is a big topic. Mm-hmm. Lately, a big topic is real estate development, and I just find it shocking mm-hmm. that clubs that have been around for 60, 80, 100 years would even talk to real estate developers about Plowing under their land. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's better ways to preserve your club for the long haul than selling out to a developer, right? Um, so
1: what are they selling plots of the land in their in their? Well, selling,
2: some of thinking. them are doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can if you can take a couple acres over here that are not being used and take the money and put back into your club, that's great. But more and more clubs in the Northeast lately are just literally uh, stagnant on membership and over leveraged with debt and they're talking to real estate developers about plowing under the whole club losing their club forever just to get a check and go join another club and that's just not when i go to these clubs i say show of hands how many people want to lose their club forever and nobody's hand goes up so i just don't understand when boards won't you know look for their other options prior to doing that one anyway Yeah, um, we're having we're having good success helping them out with what we do, which preserves their club, you know, puts capital into the club, gets rid of their debt and preserves the, you know, the country club and the social life and the golf and all the facilities forever. And I, you know, it, it's a compelling opportunity, but I guess some boards are just sort of not ready to sort of face the music.
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Get back to what they enjoy doing, probably, which is really playing golf and then hanging out and enjoying their time at the club.
2: Exactly. Well, and the other thing is, you know, I meet a lot of clubs in these boardrooms who whose membership is stagnant or trending downwards slightly. We can't quite keep up with attrition, right? You've heard it before. And I'll say to them, you know, we've had about a nine-year bull market. Right. The yeah. stock market is hitting record highs. The economy yeah. has been, you know, remarkably stable and steady for a long time. Yeah. If whatever you've been doing the last six or eight boards isn't working the way you want it to, then I think it's the business model that's broken, not, you know, one tactic here, one tactic there.
1: Yeah, well well said. That's for sure. It's uh, yeah. There's really no excuse at this stage. Like you say, the economy is in pretty good shape as, as best as it can be anyways. So, yep, I I'm totally am on board, board with that. Well, we're going to actually be joined today by one of the clubs who has uh, invited you guys to come in and change the shape of the course, the direction that they're on. That's Indian Spring Country Club in Boynton Beach. And today we're joined by Ron Schulman. He's a realtor and board president at Indian Spring Country Club. He's been the board president since 2014, and he has run the process of getting new capital into the club. Ron, welcome to Private Club Radio.
0: Thank you, Gabe. It's a
1: pleasure to hear. Yeah, pleasure to have you. And first off, could you just tell me a little bit about Indian Spring Country Club, let our listeners know about the club and uh, what makes you guys special?
0: Yes, Indian Spring Country Club has been in existence uh, since the 1990s. It is a equity and non-equity, uh, non-mandatory club within a community of uh, 55 and over uh, homes. We, uh, decided to take in outside members uh, about 12 or 13 years ago uh, because we were having trouble uh, keep selling memberships, selling equity memberships. And it turned out to be a very good thing for us over the, over the 12 years. However, our membership, um, our equity membership got older. Our average age of our equity member was in the 80s, and uh, we started to see the handwriting on the wall about uh, three or four years ago. Wow.
1: Yeah. And how how about just a uh, maybe a bio or a, give us a little bit of information on you, Ron, and your your history as being a realtor and being in that business for some time now?
0: No, I've been a businessman all my life. I've been in the real estate business for the past 37 years, uh, 25 of those in South Florida. Um, and uh, I've owned my own company, uh, in Boca Raton and in Boynton Beach uh, for the past 18 years.
1: Nice. Very nice. So in terms of, of the club, you've got uh, a two championship golf courses there. Is that correct? And you've got a number of amenities. Can you just tell us a little bit more about Indian Spring? Yes,
0: we have two 18-hole championship courses. Uh, we have 25, 26 hard troop tennis courts. We have an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Uh, fifty two thousand square foot clubhouse uh, and um, some other amenities outbuildings uh, where we hold um, uh, classes uh, aerobics classes and uh, card rooms uh, it's it's a very active club it's a center point of the community
1: yeah nice and that that's so many of our clubs they're they're just the hub of activity and it's good to hear that you guys are the same there. Um, now, Ron, tell us a little bit about, you know, the uh, pickle you found yourselves in or the, uh, you know, the problem that the club was having and and, and what happened there.
0: Well, we looked at the situation uh, a few years ago, and even though we were financially healthy, uh, we saw the handwriting on the wall. I asked at a meeting of over 300 people how many people were going to run for the board at the next election, and there wasn't one person who volunteered. Wow. <laughs> we had a board, uh, made up of, um, as, as usual with clubs in this area, um, people who had been, uh, lawyers, doctors, school teachers, uh, very few business people. Mm-hmm. We were running an $8 million corporation, uh, with a bunch of amateurs. Yeah. And, um, as we looked into the possible pool of future board members, we realized that down the road we were going to have a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um. We also looked at the hurricane situation in the area and and realized, you know, that if there was an assessment or if we had to assess our members, our equity membership was shrinking. We were down to actually 108 uh, equity golfers, and we were sure that that probably half of them would not want to contribute to an assessment. So everything pointed to the fact that it was time to look at an alternative situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, with rising insurance costs and all that sort of thing, I'm sure you got, there was a lot on everyone's mind there.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, it, it was just a, a situation where we felt we were getting to a point where we were unable to manage the club in the uh, in a manner that was befitting our members.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what were some of the options that you guys were exploring?
0: Uh, we looked into leasing out. Uh, parts of the club tennis uh, food services we looked into hiring a management company Uh, we looked into farming out some of our operations golf uh, maintenance and uh, and we tried a few of those and none of them worked for us Uh, they were just uh, they were more problems than they were worth and we realized that it was time to look into recapitalization or a sale of the club and we started looking around at that uh, about a year and a half to two years ago, seriously looking at that. Mm-hmm. I actually had had a conversation with Peter uh, two, three, maybe four years ago, and we just weren't ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we were.
1: Yeah. Now, what other, were you considering any other options out there or some, any other um, capital partners to bring in there? Or, or was Contra Golf your first choice?
0: No, we looked at a few. Uh, we had uh, several people visit the club. We actually hired a realtor um, who specialized in the sale of clubs, and she brought, uh, she brought in a few people as well as Peter. We had tried um, a management company to take over the golf operations, uh, and then we, all, we had two, actually, and then we had somebody. Uh, we hired a company to manage our, our maintenance and the golf courses, and it just did not work for us. So yeah. this was the next best, um, road to, to look down.
1: Yeah. What, what's, st- what stood out for you about concert and their team? Uh,
0: we were very impressed with, with Peter. We were impressed with the team. We were impressed with their size, uh, their, uh, their vision, uh, and they in turn appeared to want us, uh, as much as we wanted them. them. So it was, a, it was a good marriage.
1: Nice. Now, was it tough to get member consensus on the board there, or uh, was it pretty easy going through?
0: Um, No, it it wasn't easy. I polled the board. I sat and talked to the board on several occasions, and I formed committees, and I had them go out and look at all of the alternatives. Um, Myself and two other members, or another member of the board, Elliot Rosenfield, and um, a member of the club, Dr. Marty Keller and I got together and and we took over the the portion of um, looking at an alternative like concert golf. Mm -hmm. And we began uh, talking to each member of the board and presenting the alternatives, presenting the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, eventually they came around and and they got on board. They supported it very well. The, um, in the end, Peter and his uh, group did a tremendous job of selling it to the, to the board along with the three of us. And then uh, uh, the three of us sold it to the membership. We had several meetings. Um, we had Peter come in and talk to them. And in the end, we had uh, a 99% approval of the project.
1: Wow. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That, that doesn't happen very often, I can imagine. Um, so, what's what's the experience been like since you've brought in Concert? What's what's changing, or where are you at in the process?
0: Uh, we felt very strongly, the board, that you know the process was not going to be uh, a simple uh, home run. You know, there are always rocky points in a in a transition, and I think Concert has jumped in uh, when there were these disagreements or problems and they fixed them or, or they're, they're fixing them. Uh, They, they came in here and started work on the golf course immediately, which, which needed work desperately. And they were doing a great job. Then we got hit by the hurricane. So that slowed up a little bit, but they're back in full force. They had given us um, a list of capital projects that, we had negotiated a list and they're working on several of those at this point. Um, Our our biggest, probably our biggest hurdle was in food and beverage, which uh, we have a very unusual club. Our members eat a lot of their meals here. Our members have always had a big voice in how things are done. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, we're, it's all coming together nicely at this point. So, you know, even though, uh, there's been some rocky points. I think we've worked through them very, very well.
1: Nice. What are some of the biggest lessons, Ron, that you've learned through this process that you could share with some other private club board members out there?
0: I think you have to be uh, very open with the board and with your membership. Keep them apprised every step of the way. Uh, we, uh, we did that. We held several town hall meetings. We held several smaller meetings, question and answers. We answered all of the the um, the, the objections uh, and we showed them what the alternative was going down the road. If we didn't do this, we explained to them, you know, that we just didn't have the governance. Uh, we, we weren't prepared if there was a natural disaster. Uh, we, we needed them. And, and Peter and his staff did a great job of backing us up and giving us the materials we need and coming down here and shaking hands and, and talking to the people.
1: Yeah. It's got to be nice to have a partner like that. Cause I, you know, as you said, when you, especially when, when nobody sitting on the board actually has experience running a private club, there's so many holes to be filled. I I've got to imagine just things you don't think about on a daily basis. So it's probably really nice to have a uh, some, some, someone behind you like that.
0: Well, we, we did uh, work very well together. We had, A lot of suggestions from the board to sell off this golf course or do that or do that. And they all sounded good until you started looking at the alternatives. Being in the real estate business, I understood what the hurdles were to doing this kind of thing. And I, you know, selling off parts of the club, building uh, zoning problems, uh, density problems. And so we were able to tell the board and eventually tell the membership why Doing what we were planning to do was the best move for us,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, if uh, someone was going to recommend Concert Golf, what would you say about them, Ron?
0: <laughs> I would say Peter's tough and fair. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, it, he's a very good negotiator, it was a long process many, many hours, and uh, uh we never really got to the point where any of us were going to walk away. I don't think we, mm-hmm. we felt confident that even though. We had some big disagreements on on how to go forward, we would be able to work them out and we did. Uh, I think concert size and expertise were so important to us. We didn't want to get buried in a very large corporation. We really wanted to sell ourselves, but keep ourselves. And I think this has given us the opportunity to do that.
1: That's awesome, Ron. Well, thanks so much for uh, sharing your story with us here on Private Club Radio on Board Chats. We appreciate it, Ron. Thanks so much.
0: You're
1: welcome.
0: Have a great day. You too. Join us next month for another edition of Board Chats presented by
1: Concert Golf Partners. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Private Club Radio. We are sneaking up on the 100th episode, and this is pretty much your last call. If you want to participate on the show, leave a voicemail and get on Private Club Radio's 100th episode. Head over to privateclubradio.com slash inbox, and Rick Coffee will be hosting the 100th episode and playing some of those clips for us. So it's going to be a really fun time, and there's so many people who I know and talk to who are over at the Private Club Radio listeners forum on Facebook, and I would love it to hear from you. So leave a message, privateclubradio.com slash inbox. I'll catch you back here next week on Private Club Radio. We're going to have Henry Delosier of Global Golf Advisors, and he always has something interesting to say. You'll want to come back for that one. Until next week, here's to your membership success.
0: Private Club Radio is brought to you by the Private Club Agency, the premier marketing and consulting firm dedicated to helping clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit privateclubagency.com to learn more.